been called a national treasure. We find out why today on Inside Motorsport. Ron Taranak was responsible for engineering one of Jack Brabham's Formula One championships. I asked Ron how his engineering career started. Well, originally Fassifern as a kid in the bush in the 30s and uh, then uh, down to Bondi and then uh, I was in the Air Force during the war and came back and I got a, just managed to afford about a 1925 or 6 Austin 7 I was out for a Sunday drive, which you used to do in those days, and I uh, going up towards Katoomba and heard this noise and there were some cars rushing down a, an airstrip, and I stopped and had a look and thought, oh, well, I might get interested in this. So after that, I, uh, I was working in the city uh, for uh, CSR Chemicals, so I used to go up to the Mitchell Library and read a few magazines at lunchtime, and then... Uh, I met the Hooper brothers and they built a 500cc car and uh, I thought, oh, that's interesting, I can afford that. So uh, I then built my first 500cc car and uh, having read these magazines, I think I probably believed what I read, which is a silly, and I put swinging half axles on the back, which is completely wrong, but reading it was supposed to be good. I didn't have any money, so I had read that you can have interleaf friction on the leaf springs, and that's just the same job as shock absorbers. So I believed that, and I didn't have the money to buy shock absorbers anyway, so the first event was Hawkesbury Hill Climb. I took it up there, and we went up the day before to stay with a friend up there, and uh, I put it off at the bottom of the hill and thought, well, I'll drive up here and see what it's all about. I got to the first rut in the, in the road, and over she went. The wheels swung under and 14 stitches in the side of my face, so that was the start of it. From there, you've uh, carved yourself an amazing career in engineering and, uh, of course, coming to prominence with your work with Sir Jack Brabham over there in England. Uh, we built, had built the second car for my brother, which was something like a, a Lotus 7, but Lotus 7 hadn't been made then, and uh, it was a road car special, so Jack had advertised a... Uh, a Vincent uh, 500cc engine, no it wasn't a Vincent, a Velocet, and uh, I was looking for engines to put into my 500cc car, so we drove up in this car and uh, entered Jack's workshop, which was the back of his grandfather's house I think, Uh, I bought the thing and he took an interest in the car, so we started talking about cars and I saw his workshop and asked if he took on subcontract work and he thought I meant for myself in racing and people in racing never pay their bills so I said no, nothing to do with racing I'm subcontracting for CSR Chemicals and discussed what it was so from then on I subcontracted work and we got to know one another and uh, met at races and things and uh, then when he went to England in I think 55 he wanted to uh, develop Cooper cars a little bit so he'd write me an air letter and uh, asked for suggestions. This was probably about a couple of years after he'd been in England when he went to Keepers, and I'd come back 
like one of the letters which I've still got that you want to do is get rid of the transverse leaf spring on top of the rear end which acted as a wishbone and put wishbones on it so I sent back a sketch with the suggested dimensions and so they did that and then I think in uh, in 59 they got the idea of this uh, low line keeper which was, was strictly Jack and John Cooper but not the old man the old man didn't want to change anything and Jack again wrote to me and asked for a uh, a design for a pattern so they could drop the engine three inches or 75 millimetres because they uh, it was way above the height it needed to be and he wanted to put some drop gears in. So I drew the bell housing and had the pattern made in Australia and he put it under his arm and took it back to England when he came out to the Tasman series. And in the meantime, he'd been to... Uh, the gearbox people in France and uh, told them what he wanted and they didn't want to do it in any, in, they just did mass production and he said well look let me have a look at it so he beefed the pattern up with some plasticine and whatever and uh, got the gearboxes cast so they were upside down so that you could then put the uh, the power into the right thing and that dropped the engine and so that was the, uh, the low line Cooper start so then when he won his world championship in the second time in 1960 came out for the Tasman series and he offered to pay my fare uh, and put me up for six months to go over there and see if I liked England and wanted to stay. Well I was married and had a four-year-old daughter and I wasn't going to leave them behind which Jack did when he went and uh, I changed the deal and uh, I, Jack wanted me to go to America on the way to race engineer his Cooper sports car there. So my wife and daughter and family goods and chattels went on the boat and I flew to America and uh, met up over there and looked after the Cooper and got on to England and that's that's how we uh, we got over in England and then the uh, the arrangement in England I, I worked for Jack Brabham Motors initially doing design work for various sort of development of road cars I think we put uh, twin Weber carburetors on a Sunbeam Rapier, and then the, uh, I think it was the Herald that had this swinging off axle rear end and whatnot, and he put the Climax 1100 in engine into that, and uh, so I had to put the engine in and then sort the suspension out in the light of my previous knowledge of swinging off axles and get that working, and that became a car they made quite a number of. And in the meantime, I was uh, designing the first Formula Junior car of a night in uh, in a flat we'd rented over there and uh, when the car was designed and then uh, I suppose at some stage during this uh, a company was formed uh, called MRD for Motor Racing Developments and Jack had invested £2,000 in it to build the first car and so instead of being a 50-50 relationship which was the original idea uh, it became 60-40 in his favour uh, I should have been smart enough to say, look, I'll owe you half of the 2000 and I'll pay you back. But I wasn't that smart business-wise, so that's the way it worked. And so I built the Formula Junior car. And then we, uh, Jack then had a pilot's licence, and I'd been a pilot during the war. So uh, he was going to fly up to the Isle of Man to watch the race there. So he took the SO competitions manager, Jeff Murdoch, and uh, Gavin Ewell from Tasmania, and myself. So Gavin and I sat in the back seat, and on the way up I told him about this Formula Junior I'd just done, and more or less sold it to him on the way up there. He wanted to buy it, so he believed me, and I think then he raced it uh, 
and he did a couple of little track events and then the big race at Goodwood was coming up so he went down there and he qualified on pole and uh, then that was on qualifying was I think one day and there's a day off uh, and then the race was on the Sunday and uh, so Lotus took their cars away, changed the engine, they got um, Cosworth to put new engines in and beef them all up. They came back and so uh, Gavin ended up, ended up coming third. Well, up till that stage, uh, the car was mine. Uh, Jack didn't want anyone to know or Coopers to know that he was involved in it because he was going to drive for them the next year. And of course, once it won, uh, he made it public that <laughs> he was involved in the car. And uh, so then I think... Uh, some that we were in a little workshop which I think Coopers had previously been been using for their race team, and so we were in there. And then uh, uh, we were going to expand, so Jack knew Repco, and they had a just put in a sort of a, a warehouse in Surbiton. Uh, I think in exchange of calling their cars Repco Brabham's or Repco, yeah, because we changed the name to Brabham, calling them Repco Brabham's, they let us use their workshop. So we, we moved into that, and at that stage, I think I employed my first two people. Uh, one was uh, Peter Wilkins, who had done weekend work for me in Sydney, and he was, in the, was a mechanic and builder, and the other one was uh, going to be a, a junior draftsman. We'll have more from Ron next week. Until then, Merry Christmas and have a happy New Year. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.